Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the riveting insights of stolen focus by acclaimed journalist Johan Hari. This illuminating work explores the modern plight of our diminishing attention spans, a pervasive issue that the author himself grapples with amidst the constant pull of Twitter and the voracious appetite for online news. Journey with us over the course of three years as Hari dives deep into the collective attention crisis gripping the world, dissecting the multitude of ways, from the snares of social media to the relentless drive for productivity, that our focus is being systematically eroded. More than an expose stolen focus challenges us to ponder the dire question. Can we reclaim our hijacked attention? And if so, how? Notable for his New York Times best-selling works, Johan Hari brings his sharp journalistic prowess to this critical issue, examining an experience familiar to many in our interconnected age. The narrative is as engrossing as it is urgent, translating into 38 languages and reflecting the global concern for this phenomenon. This episode is tailored for individuals who sense that their concentration isn't what it once was. Those who wrestle with ever-expanding to-do lists, yet find their productivity wanting. And yes, even for you, who might be scrolling through your phone as you listen to this very sentence. Join us as we explore potential solutions to claw back the precious resource that is our attention in stolen focus. Stolen Focus, Why You Can't Pay Attention and How to Think Deeply Again. Introduction, The Elusive Art of Concentration in a World of Distractions. Imagine the symphony of distractions that awaits you each morning like a cacophony. The pings, the buzzes, the endless parade of notifications drawing your eyes and your focus away from the tasks that truly matter. It's the modern world soundtrack, and for many, it's the saboteur of productivity and deep thinking. This is the attention heist of the 21st century, where your focus is the prize and every tech company is vying for it. So, what's the cost of this constant distraction? And more importantly, can we reclaim our ability to engage deeply with the world around us? Author Johan Hari plunges into this conundrum in his book Stolen Focus, investigating why our attention feels so fractured and what can be done to mend it. Lock the doors of distraction and join me in exploring the labyrinth of our wandering minds, a journey that will uncover surprising truths and offer a beacon of hope for a more focused future. Through this narrative, you will uncover the siren call of social media platforms that are engineered to fragment your attention. What lessons from 1950s animal behavior studies tell us about our quest for digital validation? The paradoxical theory that less time on the clock could lead to greater collective focus and output. Part 1. Discover the hidden battle for your attention span. As you navigate the digital jungle, dodging pop-ups and evading sidebar ads, you might feel like your focus is being ambushed at every turn. And it's not just a feeling, it's a reality that we're collectively grappling with. Take Suna Lehmann's story, for example. As a professor in Denmark, 
he noticed a disturbing trend affecting not just him, but potentially everyone who interacts with the online world. Deep dives into data revealed a stark drop in our collective attention span, with trending conversations on Twitter dissipating faster than a morning mist. Lemon's findings might sound like a modern problem, but this disconcerting shift in focus actually stretches back over a century, echoing through the digital corridors of time to an era before the internet's ingrained dominance. The Great Acceleration, as it's aptly termed by Robert Colville, encapsulates our relentless march towards faster, more voracious consumption of information, from the steady drip of telegrams to the unceasing torrent that is the internet today. The warp speed of information hasn't just sped up our world. It's rewired the very way we interact with it, inviting a flood of data into our lives that far exceeds the limits of what our brains evolved to handle. Mark this. Our neural architecture remains largely the same as it was 40,000 years ago, but the volume of information we now encounter is exponentially greater. As seductive as it might be to blame solely the devices that so eagerly monopolize our attention, the truth is that the issue runs deeper, anchored in the very fabric of our acceleration-obsessed society. Here, we must ask not just how this happened, but what this means for our future and whether our frayed focus can ever weave itself back into coherence. Join me on a journey of introspection and revelation, one that goes beyond pings and buzzes, diving into the heart of our distracted existence and the quest to reclaim the precious resource that is our attention. Part 2. The Mechanics of Distraction. How Technology Hooks Us. Eyes glued to the screen, you scroll, like, and share. It feels like a leisurely choice. But in truth, you're caught in a meticulously engineered web. If you ever wonder why it's so hard to log off and walk away, consider this. The platforms you use are tailored not just to attract, but to ensnare your attention. Take a trip back to the early 2000s when the architects of digital obsession were busy at work in Stanford University's Persuasive Technologies Lab. They were on a mission to meld behavioral psychology with technology, asking whether apps and websites could be coded to influence human activity. And they found success, echoing the findings of influential psychologists like B.F. Skinner, whose experiments demonstrated that behavior could be shaped through rewards. This psychological insight gave birth to the digital counterparts of Skinner's reward-laden buttons. The like, share, and comment features that punctuate our online interactions. These seemingly benign buttons are actually dopamine triggers, rewarding us for our engagement and drawing us deeper into the digital maze, ratifying our every action with a gratifying rush of validation. The design tricks don't end there. The infinite scroll, a once revolutionary feature, now feels almost elemental in our web experience. Conceptualized by Aza Raskin, it metamorphosed our engagement with content from a conscious choice at the end of each page to an automatic, never-ending cycle. Yet, even Raskin, the inventor himself, has grown wary of the monster he unleashed, recognizing its propensity to extend our online dalliances significantly. The goal of these design features is clear. Ramp up the engagement. That's tech speak for the time you spend interacting with the platform. These tech giants measure their triumph 
not in dollars, but in your minutes and hours, leveraging your lingering attention to sell targeted advertising. The startling truth is that while we don't pay for these platforms with our wallets, we're heavily billed through the currency of our focus. Indeed, in this digital landscape, your time morphs into their revenue. It's a transaction where Silicon Valley's wealth expands and our attention, priceless and finite, diminishes. Part 3. Understanding the Double-Edged Sword of Digital Connectivity As your fingertips dance across the keyboard, options abound to either build bridges or widen gulfs between communities. Social media, this vast expanse of interconnected digital landscapes, has the capacity for both remarkable unity and unsettling division. While it's true that platforms like Facebook can amplify voices and foster social movements, they've grown equally proficient at fanning the flames of outrage and discord. Take, for instance, the dramatic story unfolding within the crowded spaces of Brazil's favelas, where police brutality is rampant and the outcry for justice is heart-wrenching. Raul Santiago's Facebook page, Coletivo Paporeto, turned into a beacon of hope for the oppressed by shedding light on the atrocities committed by law enforcement. Ironically, the very same platform played a significant role in the election of President Jair Bolsonaro whose divisive campaign fed upon the undercurrent of fear that social media algorithms skillfully exploit. The crux of this paradox lies with the algorithms that guide your gaze as you scroll infinitely through your feed. These aren't benign, neutral calculations. They're fine-tuned engines designed to sustain your gaze and stoke emotional responses, capitalizing on a potent psychological pull known as negativity bias engage you with controversy, outrage you with sensationalism, divide you with discord, and the algorithm has done its job. But while these algorithms are ethically colorblind, the ripple effects on society are vividly hued with division and radicalism. This programming erodes the fabric of collective focus and shared concern. Where once societies could rally around protecting the ozone layer, the fracturing of attention today muddles our collective response to the clear and present dangers of climate change. The irony is bitter. These platforms, equipped to galvanize global action, instead indulge in engineering divisiveness for engagement. Behind the curtains of these digital stages, revelations surface, such as Facebook's internal Common Ground project that confirm our worst suspicions. Algorithms thrive on division. Yet even with such knowledge laid bare, little has changed. Driven by the relentless pull of scrolling, liking, and sharing, our moments slip away, lost to the digital winds, while the world around us cries out for a united stand. In telling this tale of technological duality, we're forced to confront the harsh reality, the tools that connect us, that have the potential to champion the collective good are the very ones undermining our ability to come together where it truly counts. We're entranced, endlessly scrolling, ensnared in a virtual cycle that slowly siphons away our power to make a real difference. Part 4. Escape the multitasking trap. Embrace the power of flow. Amid the orchestra of everyday life, your mind might be the conductor of a multitasking symphony 
stirring the soup with one hand, flipping through emails with the other, all while half listening to this script. The art of juggling tasks is often celebrated as a modern-day virtue, yet beneath the surface lies a deceptive truth. We are not the master jugglers we imagine ourselves to be, but rather amateur acrobats tumbling between tasks with a graceless hustle. Contrary to popular belief, our brains weren't designed to multitask. The term itself, born in the computer labs of the 1960s, was never intended to apply to human cognitive functions. We have but a single cognitive processor. Each attempt to divide it between tasks incurs a toll. The switch cost effect. It's not just that our performance drops. Studies like the one from Hewlett-Packard show we can lose up to 10 IQ points amidst our digital juggling act. In a society that prizes busyness and productivity, we're inadvertently nurturing an environment ripe for distractions. But don't resign to the chaos just yet, for there is a beacon of hope in the world of concentration, the concept of flow. Introduced by psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi, flow is that magical state where you're so engrossed in the task at hand that time seems irrelevant and distractions melt away. It's where athletes and artists alike tap into a deep well of focus where their craft becomes more than an activity. It becomes an extension of their very selves. To achieve flow, you must first find a task that resonates with your intrinsic motivations. It's the pursuit that must captivate you, not the accolade that follows. The challenge should be finely tuned, enough to keep you engaged, but not so daunting that surrender beckons. And vitally, you must dedicate your attention solely to the task. Bid farewell to the delusion of multitasking and welcome the undivided dedication of monotasking. High achievers across fields herald flow as the secret to their success. And while our society may laud the multitaskers, it's those who master the art of deep, immersive focus who truly thrive. So next time you find yourself splintering your concentration, remember that the purest form of productivity and fulfillment comes not from how much we do, but from the depth and quality with which we engage with our tasks. Disengage from the multitude and delve into the singularity of flow. Your mind will thank you for the respite. Part 5. Reclaiming Focus in a Cluttered World It's possible envision a future where the tangled web of distractions is unraveled and the sanctity of our focus is restored. It's not a pipe dream but it does require more than simply flipping on the airplane mode on our phones. The root of the issue lies deep within a societal structure that glorifies busyness and relentless multitasking, all while herding us into digital arenas purposefully crafted to fragment our attention. But what if the tide is turning and the very architects of these digital distractions are now pioneering a restoration of focus? A collective renaissance of attention is budding led by former tech insiders like Tristan Harris and Azar Raskin, who have seen from the inside the ravages of the attention economy. Their vision is a revolutionary design of social media platforms that prioritize our mindfulness over mindlessness. In this reimagined digital landscape, the infinite scroll would cease its relentless pull, the flood of rewards would ebb, and the technology that once lured us deeper into the online abyss would serve as an ally, 
guiding us towards our intentional goals, such as spending less time online, nurturing a new hobby, or engaging in local activism. While these visions are castles in the air for now, seeds of change are already flourishing around the world. Perpetual Guardian's shift to a four-day work week in New Zealand, Toyota's productivity leap in Gothenburg with shorter workdays, and France's policies to protect workers from the burnout of constant connectivity, these stories write a narrative of hope. They prove that when we rethink our approach to work and technology, we can indeed recover the lost art of deep focus. Employers are recognizing that productivity's true measure lies not in the quantity of hours clocked, but in the quality of the attention spent. When we nurture a workplace ethos that values concentration, and when we embrace initiatives that safeguard our mental health, we're not just enhancing individual well-being, we're reweaving the social fabric that holds our collective focus together. These small but significant strides across the globe serve as a reminder, a call to arms for societies to reevaluate and reclaim their attention spans. Yes, we may have stumbled into an attention crisis, our gaze fragmented by a thousand digital shards, but as we join hands in carving out spaces for undistracted engagement, we find that it's not too late. We can focus on the task at hand, and in doing so, we can reclaim our stolen focus, piece by precious piece. Final Summary While the symphony of modern life accelerates to a frantic tempo, our capacity to focus, absorb, and reflect is being siphoned away by the minute. Yet, this epidemic of distraction isn't a spontaneous phenomenon. It's the result of a deliberate design playbook wielded by tech giants to hijack our attention spans for profit. The digital environments we engage with are not neutral landscapes, but rather are crafted, much like Skinner's button for his rats, to be bottomless wells of addictive stimulus, vying for every second of our focus. This might spell out a dire narrative, but it's not the end of the story. Change is not only necessary, but it's also already sprouting with voices from within Silicon Valley calling for a tech renaissance rooted in mindfulness and international examples demonstrating that reclaiming focus is not just a dream, but a viable reality. The revitalization of our attention spans demands a tapestry of systemic reforms that redefine productivity, protect personal time, and redesign technologies to serve rather than deplete us. In the final reckoning, the message is clear. The path out of this age of distraction lies in a collective awakening to the value of our attention, the recognition of its exploitation, and the concerted effort to shift from passive consumers to empowered guardians of our own cognitive resources. It is within our reach to reconstruct a world where focus is not stolen but cherished, where technology is an ally in our quest for knowledge, connection, and introspection. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot.
Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.